Welcome to the Scale Model Podcast. In this podcast, we aim to entertain, inform, and promote the hobby of scale model kit building with interviews, reviews, and news about the hobby. The podcast is available bi-weekly where your favorite podcasts are found, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also get it from our website at scalemodelpodcast.com, where you can find show notes, photo gallery, and so much more. You can also subscribe to get notifications on all our updates, new episodes, and video content. Please support the Scale Model Podcast on Patreon. Patreon supporters enjoy early access to content and exclusive contests. Your Patreon support helps us to offset hosting and other costs to bring the podcast to you. Welcome to episode 104 of the Scale Model Podcast, sponsored by Cult TV Man, Sean's Custom Model Tools, and Return to Kit Form. My name is Stuart Clark, and I'm joined tonight by only one of my honorable co-hosts. The other one, namely Jeff, is away tonight helping his brother, being being the good brother. And I also want to point out that I managed to do that introduction in one take. So as I was telling my fellow co-host from Chicagoland, Mr. Terry Measley, how are you tonight, sir? Doing pretty good. I was going to say, I, we said just before we went to air, if I do it in one take, that means it's all Jeff's fault. Yes. Definitely. I, I think that's the only conclusion. Yep. Yep. So Stop he's, staring at me, Jeff. Stop, Stop staring, staring at me. me. So he's, he's, he, he's going to get all the, all, all the nasty to-dos. We come out with. Okay. <laughs> so as always, thanks to all our Patreon supporters. We'll talk a little bit more about Patreon later on in the show. Uh, but an absolute ton of business news and events this week. Uh, so I want to start out with from the Edward catalog. They they do a monthly magazine, like their catalog every month. But they do a lot of, it's like a magazine. It's fantastic. So this was released last month. And I didn't get to it last show. Uh, but uh, when we do the E-Day show, which we did mention a little bit, the last time. They often do the founders, the president, the organizers do a Q&A session. It's dubbed the pot. Um, so they've done this every year. It's moderated by Edward's executive director, Vladimir. And uh, it's fascinating because they always they always do kind of behind the scenes, what's happening with the business and stuff like that. And it's a really, you know, it's something not every company decides to uh, reveal. Um, but so there was an absolute ton of questions in the link. It starts at page 28. I really recommend it's worth a read. Uh, you know, have a sit down, get a good drink and have a read. Um, so they're basically talking about, uh, you know, world prices, uh, Price increases are going to come. They're going to come around November, December, between 13 and 16%. So somewhere about four bucks for a 48 scale profit pack kit, give or take. Um, sales have been down this year from March uh, because, you know, and they're saying it's directly related to the war in Ukraine. Um, you know, so various things there because, you know, there's a lot of modelers there. Um, so they're talking about a decline about 20, 20%. Um, you know, around the home home market. Um, so around 40% in the home market. Uh, the biggest decline they've seen is photo wedge brass sale. Um, well, model kit sales were basically stagnant uh, and with a slight, slight decline in September. Um, they talk a little bit about internet sales events. Now that shows are back on, they try and they try and tie t- t- tie those into shows. And you know, this is where this is exactly it. Our internet sales continue to be successful, and that's because they're built around discounted pricing to nudge modelers into buying our products. Um, yeah, that's exactly you know that's what you do if you make a deal attractive, people are going to do it. They then go through quite a bit about about three D printing. Um, so I like the one comment here. Uh, my opinion is that 3D technology is changing the rules of the game. When cast resin technology came about, it was predicted to be the end of photo etch. Never happened. 3D printing could do that, though, and signs point to the potential of replacing photo etch with printing with aftermarket. I did read somewhere today recently that someone's been working on, you know, how, you, you know, how uh, one of the popular items in photo etch is the rails for ships. Mm-hmm. Someone's working on the ones that are going to be thin enough but are 3D printed. Um, yeah, so that may that may definitely change. And, and again, they mention it here here as well. Um, yeah, I, as long as that material is is flexible and strong enough. Yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. be interesting to see. Now, this is one I find interesting. Uh, they have a thing here on um, the Japanese reaction to Edward Zero. The Japanese appear rather puzzled by our Zero, and I think some even took it as a slap in the face that some Central European country 
or dare touch their sacred aircraft. One reviewer even went so far as to say our wing profile was, was wrong. It turned out he sanded the surface of the wing, photographed it, posted it, and screamed, see how bad it is? Uh, but there are genuine, uh, there are modelers who are pleased with the effort. So that's that's unfortunate. You shouldn't have to do that. It really um, is. Yeah. And, you know, nothing is sacred. Exactly. Um, so things mostly for their their own market to start yeah. with but selling worldwide and they have released plenty of plenty exactly. of zero exactly um they talk a little bit about the wildcat that was followed up um on the acceptance of the wildcat to be honest in the u.s i still have a backache from the welcome the wildcat received they, they had 500 pieces at nats and they were handboxing them when they were there and they just went <laughs> through them like like nothing um so that was good so yeah quite a few other other little things, um, reboxings, uh, the Bunny Club, further ship reboxing, trading with the Japanese and Chinese, box art uh, illustrations. They have a good interview in this issue with one of their box art guys. Um, and we did mention for some of our fans on the possibility of releasing space sets in 172. The space sets suffer from technical, technological limitations. In 70 seconds, translate to rough graphics or poorly discernible decals because they're scaled down. Um, they're still going to work on it, they're basically saying, but, you know, they're still, you know, it's kind of a wait and see. Um, uh, the format of combining 3D decals with steel seatbelts is a good one, it's being noticed. So I think we may. Um, they are talking about uh, some of the seatbelts for the 700 scale, 40 scale aircraft, and some more stuff for ships. So we'll mm -hmm. see what happens there. But anyway, it's, it's well worth a read. It's about four or five pages. Yeah, and there's a very nice long form interview with their uh, box art artist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. These are always good issues. For that, this this is a very nice publication. Yeah, no, they do one every month. Uh, the December one. So we're recording this on Tuesday, the first. Uh, the English release of the December issue comes out tomorrow, on Wednesday. So by the time you hear this, you'll be able to see the uh, December issue as well. So make sure you make sure you check that out from our friends at Edward. Okay, I was, I was unfamiliar with this um, publication. It's. It's a monthly, and is is every month yep. this fifty-ish page yeah. publication? Yeah, covers a lot of stuff. All the new brass sets, and you know, ways to separate you 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 from your hard-earned hard-earned dollar. Oh, for you Mustang fans out there, Jeff, Jeff. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're uh, finally coming out with their P fifty one B and forty eighth. Yep. So yep. that's great. Awesome, Jeff. will have to get one of those too. And he can moan about that. Now, you know, as long as Arma hurries up and gets their 48th scale hurricane out, it'll be a happy camper. All right. Uh, next up, uh, Bill over at Bill's Hobby Center in Ottawa. He's a fairly big player up in Canada here. Uh, you would have met him when you were up, up here for HeritageCon. He had a booth mm -hmm. down at the show. Great guy. Very uh, well regarded in the community. Um, he posted a video today. Um, and this is in some ways old news, but in some ways it's it, it's an update. Back in May or so, we talked about how testers announced, or Rustoleum slash testers announced uh, in the States they were raising their prices approximately between around 45%. Um, up here in Canada, uh, Bill just received the news that basically the prices are doubling from his 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 distributor. Uh, combination of their price increases in the Canadian dollar, the exchange rate. Well, and, and Bill raises a good point. You know, are, everyone remembers testers. Everyone of a certain age, that's what everyone started with. But... To be honest, for many of us, there's much better paint now, much better supplies, much better glues than that. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and he raises the point, are you going to pay, like if you want a, a thing of paint, are you going to be paying X amount more than, let's say, a Tamiya or an AK? Um, you know, so is is testers potentially shooting themselves in the foot? And the way Rustoleum's treated the brand, like you have to wonder, you yeah. know, they're, they're really moving more towards the craft market and that. And, you know, their glues have gone up, their dull coat. Yeah, what do and, you think? You know, I mean, what do I think? I think it's, uh, I think they're nuts and they haven't kept up. The uh, the, the enamels are great. I mean, I, I shot enamels for a long time. Then a few years ago, I couldn't get a specific color for a Vindicator. Mm -hmm. But I had an old Willow Green uh, Model Master enamel. Shot great. Uh, 
other companies do enamels now and lacquers and the, the acrylic lacquers and other stuff. There's so many varieties out there now mm-hmm. that it's, it's not their game. No. And even the, uh, the stuff that they were like the automotive colors that they were that for a long time, they're the only ones in the game really. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's not the case anymore. Yeah. So, and I see more I people complaining. Get out see, of it or, yeah. or really find a different way. But I don't well, know. I and don't that's, know. You know. And I think that's what's going to happen. The hobby stores are going to say, well, I'm not going to carry a huge rack. You know, like just what happened with the Model Masters, my local hobby store. He's clearing out the Model Masters because you can't get them anymore. He's going to replace the rack. And are we going to see see the same thing with your, you know, your famous testers racks? If they're, you know, if modelers aren't going to buy them, the dealers aren't going to bring 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 them in, especially with so many more alternatives. I realize there's a, a certain percentage of the market, and it's usually of a certain age. That's what they grew up with. That's what they knew. But, you know, at the same time, things change. And you may have to... You know, there are some very good other options if you just if you just take take a look. And like I said, I won't be surprised if the prices are going to be like that. Like, I won't be surprised if my local store, you know, unless there's a high demand, he's not going to carry them still. And, uh, you know, Bill's asking his customers, he's saying, is it worth getting? Are you going to buy it still at these higher prices? So we'll have to see what happens now. We all know. Everything's gone up. Okay, we have inflation like that, but this is a this is a product that wasn't really known as a top tier. It was a good basic product. It's like buying the no name, you know. You know, like in the old days, someone said nobody ever got fired for buying IBM, but IBM wasn't the cheapest, you know. But you know, testers testers was good for starting modelers. It was consistent. It was reliable. But there's a lot more alternatives now, and I just can't see see people as if they try something new i can't see people paying double what they were before especially when it goes above you know even to me it's gone up a bit in the other brands but testers should always be marketing themselves as a as a budget brand and they haven't well are they are they innovating as well are they keeping up with the supplies i mean look at ravel um they they've got a very wide variety of of paints and other supplies and you do see supply you do see Mm -hmm. Displays in hobby shops. I haven't yeah. had much reason to. Um, their little pots remind me of. Uh, yeah, I uh, tried one. I tried one of the one of my local shops had it. They have the acrylics. I didn't try the enamels yet, but people say they're actually that's uh, the Ravel Germany. They're actually made manufactured at the Humbro manufacturing plant in England. Slightly well, different same tins, slightly different formula, but people say they're very good. And I think Ravel, I still maintain Ravel decided to jump on that, particularly the North American market, when testers decided to drop Model Master. I think that makes sense. And I think obviously it's it <laughs> the tins are unmistakable, right? But if yeah. it's not the same materials and may not be the same color lines, no. but they did jump on it. Yep. Um and some of their releases model wise you know out of europe especially the german stuff mm-hmm. is, is 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 state of the art almost yep and so, i know a lot of guys who are in the u.s you know they're at least trying it as you said there's so many different especially for the car modelers there's a lot of different car lines paint lines now mm-hmm. available particularly for you folks down in the u.s and uh but you know i have seen people that the odd shops carrying them and they're very impressed with it so yeah. Again, you know, so I guess the old thing is try something new. Make sure you try it on a paint mule first. <laughs> Always try new stuff on a paint mule, but try it. You might be pleasantly surprised. You know, I still love my Tamiya, but, you know, I, I got some of the AK Gen 3, and frankly, I'm very impressed with it. Um, so it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth doing with AK. I, I know how to use AV, um, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not loyal to any certain brand. No, no. No, the, it's, uh, it's what you use. Gunsy, now that we can get it back yes. here again. Yes, uh, I love my Gunsy. like Gunsy. Yeah. I find Gunsy and uh, Tamiya good because I can pretty well, almost with my eye cl- eyes closed, mix the correct ratio for my airbrush on both of them. The only ones I have trouble with, I have to kind of ponder my way through, is the yellow and the white. It's a slightly different mix you know like like a ratio but yeah white exactly. and yellows are always tough yeah they always are but anything else i can practically do it with my eyes closed um you know i just does it look like milk yes okay and it just it goes on beautifully well they're very forgiving and the alcohol type paints um evaporate the alcohol evaporates very quickly mm-hmm. it's not fully cured at that point 
No, but it does let you really see how well you've covered and come back over it really quickly. Yep. Yep. Exactly. You can't do that with the polyurethane paints. You have yep. to leave them alone. Yep. They're very tough when they're done, but mm -hmm. you have to be more careful with them. Yeah. But like, you know, I said, the AK, I'm still playing a bit with the AK because basically for that, it's because they're in dropper bottles. That's what it is. I've mentioned it before. I'm so used with the, with the Tamiya using the little spoon you know, and scooping out what I need where I'm still getting used to the dropper bottles. Um, but it's, it's great, you know, and exactly. So, you know, definitely if you're seeing those prices going up, it might be worth pick up a bottle or two and maybe some thinner, use the prescribed thinner for the, for the product and, you know, try shooting some through and play around with it. You might be for that show season. Keep an eye open for the guys. Like I'm, I've got a bunch of model master stuff I want to get rid of. Yep. You know, if, if there's someone in my club who wants it, I'll just give it to them. But I've, yep. I see piles of them for sale at this. Yep. It shows. Yep. And there's still guys that swear by it. Model Master was actually pretty good. I used to use it a couple of times years yeah. ago. Um, you know, and it's still it's still a great paint. They just don't make it anymore. So, you know, like I said, you're going to be seeing less and less. So if you really like it, it's like it's like me when the uh, when Gunsy, they stopped carrying the interior where I couldn't get. I couldn't get Gunsy here in Canada. I stocked up. I have about four or five bottles of REF Interior Green I used for years, <laughs> you know, just because it was. I, I'm not normally a color snob, but this one was right on, and it was yeah. great. And, uh, yeah, I really loved, loved it. Okay, so let's talk about our pal Chris Wallace over at Model Airplane Maker. Um, we got two stories about him. First of all, he went to the 2022 Ottawa Scale Auto Contest because he lives up there, the lucky so-and-so. Um, so that was the first one since 2016. It's brought to them by the local, uh, the local Ottawa Scale Auto Club and by the Hobby Center, which we talked about. Um, recently, it was been held at the Holland Armory at uh, the south end of Ottawa. This is an actual working uh, army army armory uh, for the reserve. Um, and it's determined, it's not, uh, it's focused on auto categories and it's not IPMS judging, it's one, two, and three, popular vote. Um, so yeah, it's formal, less formal show, but again, it's not just cars there. So on on uh, Chris's blog, modelairplanemaker.com, he's got quite a few pictures there. Um, a little video. Um, what we're checking out, I love the one picture of the child with their, you know, they won best border ship civilian. And, and she's just looking absolutely pleased with herself. There's a picture there and some of the tune tanks, etc. Some nice stuff, like absolutely gorgeous. There's a spitfire there, all in the, uh, all in the silver. And it just, it looks like it's been like, you know, cast, molded in silver, you know, just, just gorgeous. Some other nice night and nice aircraft. Uh, so yeah, so definitely check that out. That's always a good little one. Oh, actually I should, I should say, uh, the child there is, 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 uh, is her daughter, is his daughter. So that's why category award for her pirate ship junior model. She was way over the moon with a plaque and her medal. So good for them. All right, so the next thing is Chris is up to more mischief and uh, he sucked Terry and I in. We still got, do we still got to, we still got to rope Jeff in, don't we? Um, Did he commit? I don't know if Jeff, it, I haven't seen anything about it from. Right, I'll have to rope him in tomorrow. I'll bug him at our build night tomorrow. So Jeff is, or Jeff, no. Um, Chris has started a Let's Get Pacific group build. So he started a Facebook group. This is going to start in uh, December, and it's a Pacific subject, any Pacific Air aircraft. Um, so, yeah, somehow I got suckered into this, too. I'm not sure yeah, how. So Chris has this way of doing that, doesn't he? Chris put out a, a poll yeah. with four categories. Uh, the ones I saw that were in the lead was like 1950s jets. And this Pacific build, um, I would have been fine with either. I haven't built mm -hmm. a 50s jet in a long time. Right. Uh, I got a ton of them. Um, but Pacific is always good, too. Yeah. Actually, I think you partially s s sucked me in because I, yeah, I, I tied to something and you said, oh, Stu might be interested. You know? Right. You hadn't seen it, so I tagged you on it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so then, and, and then Chris said, oh, would Stu like to do it? So, yeah. So I, I'm blaming you, but that's fine. Um, yeah. So it's just any air, any. Is it aircraft? Just Anything aircraft? Anything that flew for inside during the Pacific Theater between 41 to the end of 45. 
Um, and the only thing is, it can't be an aircraft that was shot down. So you've got to do one, the aircraft that did the shooting down. So I guess that means no, 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 no diorama of a certain Admiral's Betty Bomber in the jungle um, after a visit from the Lightnings. Um, so yeah, so I'm actually I'm going to build. I've been I I wanted to build. A, I wanted to get back to 48. Hurry up! I got a ton of stuff. So I am going to build. And you know, thanks to that Goodwill stash, I've got a bunch, a couple of 72nd bowfighters. But I'm going to build a 48th bowfighter. This was part of a white box set. I got a couple of Heritage cons ago. It came with the Bren carrier and the bowfighter, the Mark VI. And one, fortunately, one of the guys at my club. Uh, Mike Hill, who does a lot of different builds, aircraft and that, he's got some uh, Australian decals because it's the one thing I don't have. I had, I didn't have anything oh. other than, like, I didn't have anything else that was in 48 scale that was in the Pacific. I did have two, I have a Martlet, I have two Martlets and two Hellcats, again, from the Goodwill stash, so I could have done, done it in uh in U.S. Navy markings, but I really wanted to do an Australian Air Force one, considering yeah. I just finishing the Hurricane, which had RAF markings. So that's what I'm going to build. What about? Have you decided yet? You're still deciding. I are thought you? about Australian. Yeah. Thanks. New Zealand. Yeah. No. No. No problem. Glad to help. <laughs> you know, I always kind of wanted to do Corsair in New Zealand. They were almost black. Yeah. There's that's such right a dark too. blue. They almost look black, and they had tiny yes. markings, so it was just big, menacing, nice black looking yeah <laughs> corsair which yeah um i've got these some time the mitsubishi babs mm -hmm. i think i'm gonna do that because i do want to build it anyway um yeah. i could build two of them i got got the kamikaze which was the um not the dive bomb not the suicide bombing kamikaze but in 37 the uh, japanese newspaper sent a plane they essentially uh made a long range it was a long range plane but they flew over to the coronation of king george huh. in this and it was a record setting flight uh kamikaze the divine wind uh so there's two schemes in there it's nice and pretty it's silver with blue and uh it's good and i've got a book on the, the babs nice uh, with a ton of different colors and the thing was yeah. used well it was a very good strategic um reconnaissance plane well chris says the so is we'll this see. the fine molds kit he says one of the best decals yes. he's ever used so he's built right. it so yeah no i see you got some pictures there on your facebook page so yeah like i said you have another month before we yeah. start so some a lot of a lot of good a lot of good choices I've got that wear away kit too. That would be fun to do. Yeah, there's all sorts. I know, but like I said, it worked out well because I'm, I'm, uh, I wanted to get back to a 48 skill Commonwealth subject. I've got way, I've got like six Spitfires in the stash. I got to do, and a couple of Jeff gave me another Hurricane a couple of months ago. You <laughs> know, so yeah, I got a pile to do, and I, I. I've been enjoying, again, I'll talk a bit about the hurricane, the 72nd hurricane. And I, I know uh, Dave Knights at uh, Plastic Model Mojo thinks it's God's true scale, but I think 48th is, at least as I get older, um, just much I easier. I 72nd was the gentleman's scale. Yeah, so I don't know. I think gentlemen are moving to 148th as we get older. Yeah. We had a, well, I, I think, it, what was it, two weekends ago, we had a kind of an unofficial podcaster meetup. And you and I, and yeah, he was really going on about that. <laughs> so that was fun. But anyway, yeah, so definitely check that out. So uh, it's called Model Airplane Maker. Let's get Pacific Group Build. We'll send a link. Anyone who's interested is more than welcome to join up. And if you have any questions, you can let uh, Chris know. And we are hoping to get him back on the show some sometime soon. Yeah, uh, we'll talk a bit about that. So, okay. Last but not least, fine scale modeler. I think you've probably seen you if you're on the socials with us. Uh, they're doing. They've just started their build a model month. As I said, we're recording this on the first. So today is the first. So it means you can officially start. Uh, they've basically made November build a model month, and they're doing a virtual uh, contest with some, uh, and as we mentioned before, some some well-recognized uh, people helping. Uh, so yeah, just uh, build a model, encourage other people, etc. So yeah, good for them. Uh, yeah. There's also going to be a cash prize, and along with a cover position and story about the model in a future fine-scale model, Modeler Magazine. So yeah, I can I can say that the people that follow me on, on Facebook for 
you know, just friends and others. It's a wide group. There's the, the insect people. There's mm-hmm. you know, my, my coll- you know, work type colleagues and, yep. and models and all that. And like, they all come up and comment either on insect pictures, which, which is always fun. Yep. Um, or the models. It's like, I, enjoy, I really love seeing it. It's cool. Like, well, thanks. I think they're both good. I know sure. I when you do some of those insect pictures. I always learn something new because you do a nice little ex- explanation. I'm, I'm trying to put more information. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. I, I am really some. trying to because it needs it. People yeah. don't know what they're looking at. Education's good. Yeah. Okay, moving on to the mailbag. Uh, Gareth from Scotland. Uh, he wrote in, recently discover of your podcast, and I love it. I'm not going to read the whole thing here, but you get the, uh, you'll get the gist, and we have the whole thing on the uh, show notes. I noted in the most recent podcast, there was a mention made of UK museums in England are similar. Just wanted you to know we have some great aviation museums here in sunny Scotland as well, including the National Museum of Flight just south of Edinburgh. I've been to that one. That's true. It contains a Concord Vulcan, Spitfire Harrier, Tornado, Canberra, and of course, the only place in the UK where there's a Red Arrows Hawk on display. Well worth your pick, well worth a visit. Anyway, I wanted to pick your brains. A few years ago, I flew in a T6 Harvard in Florida. I now have the 48 scale kit to make, but wanted two civilian pilots. Do any of you know where I might find 148 scale civilian pilots? Any ideas? Terry, do you know off the top uh, of your head? You know, I don't. Um, Okay. Well, we'll, that's a, we'll that's put a, it out there for the listeners. I know there were some. There were some done when, um, who was it? Special Hobby or someone did their. Um, oh, did what, what plane was that? It was a twin engine. One of the beach, maybe. But there, there might be some out there. Yeah, there should be. I wouldn't be surprised. All right. Maybe printed ones. We will leave it up to uh, our our knowledgeable okay. fans and see what they can Yeah, definitely. With. I would like to know as well. All right. We'll put a link up on that. Um, he also adds also on the subject of Iron Maiden's Bruce Dickerson. Were you guys aware he flies and displays his own World War One fighter aircraft, a Fokker triplane as part of the World War One Memorial flight? Saw him at RIA, Royal International Air Tattoo a few years ago, and it was quite the display. Um, yeah, and he's, in, he's yep. a civilian member of the uh, whatever the Heritage Flight yes. official Yes, is. He is. Is. Yeah. yeah, he's very much involved with that. Thanks again, guys. Love the podcast. We had some RCAF hornets pass through my local airport recently, which is Presswick and managed to uh, grab some photos handy for weathering references. You'll need to scroll down the page. And again, we have that on, uh, we'll have the link there in our show notes, scalemodelpodcast.com. Thank you, Gareth. We really appreciate uh, you writing and letting us know all that. Um, and we want to hear from you as well. So oh, you can always send us an email uh, at scalemodelpodcast at gmail.com, or you can send us something on Facebook. Uh, Terry or I, who happens to be on first, are usually usually the ones who, who reply to you. So that's going to be good. Okay, we're going to take a brief minute to talk about our good friend at Cult TV Man. Let's talk about what's new this time from Cult TV Man and Cult TV Man's Hobby Shop. Uh, first of all, um, this a fascinating little backstory on the uh, decals coming from Rick Steinberg. The custom uh, Starfleet decals for the low visibility uh, USS Intrepid decals. Um, they are actually working on each set that's going to come out has a multi-page backstory that's uh, quite good so far. The first one's out. You can download a PDF of the adventure, the story, so far, and it's quite good. And, of course, the decals look very, very nice in their low visibility scheme. Uh, These are designed to fit the 1 to 1,000th scale USS Voyager kit. Uh, Also coming out new, just just into the the store, the Hannibal 2 saucer from Squadron, uh, 14 inches in diameter. Uh, So this is the what-if German flying saucer. Also just announced, we've mentioned it before, the Metropolis Robot Maria kit from X+. Plus. That's now, that's now come in. Um, and then they also have the Harryhausen's Humor 12-inch vinyl model kit. Our good friends from Paragraphics, they've sent uh, Cult TV Man a restock, including the Voyager detail set for the 1 to 1,000th Voyager, as I just mentioned before. So some nice things to really, really detail that up. 
They also have the new Star Wars TIE Fighter from AMT. This is a repop, 148 scale. And also the Starship Sensor Band decals, 1 to 537 scale. So definitely check them out at culttvman.com or culttvmanshop.com and tell them the Scale Model Podcast sent you. All right, and we're back. Um, so let's get to our hobby announcements. Kind of linked because I'm sure Cult TV Man's going to have this kit when it's released. Round Two Models has announced their Moonbase Moonbase buggy, or the Amphicat in 124 scale. So this was the little Moonbase buggy that was in the original Space 1999 show, but it was actually a not very modified uh, amphibious six-wheeled ATV by I didn't know the name of it, Behu Industries, um, years and years ago. So it featured a product of an eight-year design process, delivered an ATV that featured a 16 horse power air-cooled engine. It was ideal for industrial and agricultural uses with wide appeal among sportsmen who do not want to be limited by terrain. But Jerry Anderson production team noticed it and they added some things. So this is really cool. This is very cool. I might, you know, like some people, like I, I, one of the comments was because it's, they are, they are, um, it was initially included as part of the nuclear waste area two diorama. They're now releasing it separately. Which is, I think, is good because not everyone has room for the diorama. It was a big diorama, but this looks really cool, and it looks like you're going to be able to uh, um, build it either as the moon buggy or the traditional AAATV. Yeah, there you go. That looks Even really has cool. Cool engine. Yeah, want to do it as the ATV. Yeah, that looks really, really cool. So that's going to be fun from round two. Okay, TACOM. Yeah, have you noticed, you know how like we say it was the year of the Stug or the year of the Tiger? Have you noticed 135th helicopters? We're reading a lot about those. Yeah, I mean, that's been a trend for a while. Yeah, but it's really kicking in now. More and more, we're starting to see them. So our friends at TACOM have teased, similar to what they did with their Apaches, uh, an MI-28 Havoc. Looks like it's going to be being released in 135th scale. Um, so all we've got is the picture with the silhouette, but enough that, you know, fans recognize what it is. Okay. And then they did also last week release more pictures of a built-up Apache uh, with full shot showing the photo etch. Um, and again, if you're into these, these are gorgeous looking. Yeah. Um, our, friend, he, yeah. our friends over at Mung. Wow. Yeah, so this is TACOMs. And then, as you said, our friends at Mung have decided, oh, let's join the party. And they're doing one as well. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I know a couple of guys in our local group, you know, they they almost worry. You know, they're going to have to make sure the quality is good, um, you know, because, uh, oh, see, don't you hate when the word... Uh, Kitty Hawk, you know, they were doing a lot of helicopters for a while, and that... You know, that didn't go well. Um, so they're going to have to make sure. So this one, again, is officially licensed by the Boeing company as well. I'm sure I'm sure Boeing doesn't mind if multiple uh, model companies make it because they get a license right. fee. Uh, <laughs> a lot of weaponries, some nice photo etch. Yeah, this looks really nice as well if you're into that. And again, 135th, lots of diorama opportunities. What I was going to say is a couple of the guys in our group, they were saying they'd almost like to see it in 148th because these are big. But again, it's a start. Maybe if they're popular, um, it's know. possible. It has a lot of openings, the engines, and a lot of the bays are posable open. So there's yeah. continuation of that trend. And I have a feeling we'll be seeing quite a bit of aftermarket. So, all right, moving on. Then we've got a Tallery, the new Bugatti Type 35 in the Monster 112 scale. This is just a gorgeous early early 20th century car. How do you not blue. like these roadsters? I these know. Are so cool. Absolutely gorgeous. During the 20s, produced in the 20s. I won an incredible number of races in both road and on-track competitions. You know, absolutely. The screws look great. Yep, there's this, the... This, these are not necessarily cars that you have to fully polish up. These things got filthy. Oh, yeah. Well, it races. shows a picture here during the 29 Monaco Grand Prix. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. No, it was a eight cylinder engine, four speed mechanical gearbox, was able to attain a top speed of 210 kilometers an hour, producing limited number to, until the 30s. Uh, they're showing some CAD renders here, which looks very nice. And then you've got the sprues here. And again, 
Screws look nice. good. Yeah. Color profiles. They've got a blue one and they've got a British racing green. You know, I would be, I, I'd have to get both because they're both just equally nice. I did. Both colors are iconic, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the A version was at the 1930 Monaco Grand Prix, Louis Chiron from France. And the B version is the 1929 uh, that placed first, uh, William Grosvenor Williams. Um, and that, again, is in the British Racing Green. So, yeah, coming out early December. So I'm sure it'll be, I'm sure it'll command a good price tag. But, again, for people who like that, these are these are nice. It's big, but it's not extremely complex, yeah. so the price may not be so bad. Yeah, it's true. It's true. We'll have to wait. We'll have to wait and see from our friends at Trump, our friends at Italeri. All right, Trumpeter has some announcements for December. Just waiting for the page to redirect. Hopefully, the site's not down. It's going to be awkward if it is. <laughs> and of course, it looks like it is. Let's give it a second here. If not, we'll come back to it. We'll go to the modeling news and grab it from there. Because I think I got the link from our good friends there. That's right. We move on. We move on. All right. We'll move on. They've got some new stuff. Check it out in the links. It should be up by then. Okay. A couple of new Duke Hawkins titles from HMS Productions, uh, namely on the F-15 Strike Eagle and the Boeing B-1B Lancer. Uh, these are always high quality books. These are going to be at the end of end of uh, November. So the first one on the Eagles are is a 196 page book giving you a unique portrait of the Strike Eagle, filled with every detail, including the cockpit, landing gears, wings, and fuselage, as well as a ton of action photos. And a very similar thing on the B1B, 180 pages. So if you're building, particularly one of the larger ones of the Strike Eagles, there's yeah. a lot of newer kits. And a lot of these, I bet, are were taken, I know the cover picture was taken at the Mach Loop in Wales, where it's a series of valleys, and they do low-level uh, training. So the photographers can actually be above the aircraft when they're when they're going through and they, yeah that's what a lot of these photos looks like they were from and get right up close but again beautiful details shots yeah and these are like you say aircraft that are in service so yeah. these aren't museum pieces yeah. the strike eagle and the lancer and that dark and the dark gray absolutely beautiful i got a chance to sit in the cockpit of the lancer once when it came to the london air show mm. amazing aircraft yeah, very nice. So, yeah, check them out. You can get them through their HMS Productions website or there are distributors and a lot of other new releases uh, from that series. So you never know what you're going to find there. So if you're into those reference books, definitely uh, definitely check, check them out. Okay, ICM. I noticed this one because I didn't know the U.S. Navy had this particular uh, one. This is the Bronco OV-10 in a U.S. Navy scheme. I didn't know the U.S. Navy operated the Bronco. OV-10A. Yeah. So 48th version. I know uh, the original got, got a nice set of reviews. So, you know, again... I found it. I like the Bronco. It's it's a neat looking aircraft. Again, yeah, it reminds me a little, bit, a little bit of the dropship from Aliens. Just, <laughs> you know, something about it. No, it's just, that nacelle pot arrangement. Yeah, it's yep. that nacelle. And, you know, you could see, you know, you, 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 you could see in some anime them putting like, like you know, m movable jets on it or something to give it a VTOL yeah. capability. So, yeah. I've seen some kid dashes of it with um, either Apaches or Cobra noses, essentially. Sweet. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> it looks nice. really good. Yeah, that would be <laughs> with the cannon, oh, the swivel wow. cannon, and everything. <laughs> okay, oh. our friends at 3D Wow—they're the ones that did that really cool U.S. carrier, the Ronald Reagan cutaway, showing the bridge and hangar, and they do some amazing stuff with multimedia. So they've got—they've just announced in one two hundredth the Prince Eugen cruiser. Uh, this was the heavy cruiser that accompanied the Bismarck. Uh, on her first and last voyage, shall we say. Um, she made it back, um, the Prince Eugen. One two hundredth complete with a remote control modification. So this thing will this thing will fall. <laughs> um, and again, they always have some pretty nice things. I'm just going to their web page here because I've noticed this on uh, 
on Scalemates. But they, they all, again, we've talked about this company before. They have a lot of new stuff, uh, a lot of Japanese stuff. Um, Worship upgrade sets in 135th. Again, if you want fiddly photo etch, you know, Ian from uh, On the Bench would love this site for his ships. Um, so, yeah, definitely worth checking out. Um, just seeing here, yeah, just going to look up the pricing. Yeah, $448 uh, for the basic ship kit. Another $58 if you want the RC conversion. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's kind of nice. You know, and again, the, you know, it's nice to see you can do d d detail on this stuff. It will float. Just, just a good safety tip. Don't make sure you're using paint that's not water soluble. Just a thought. If you're going to put it in the water, just just saying. All right. But anyway, that looks nice. You know, and they do some nice stuff. Lots of good reviews. A lot of photo etch on it. If you look at some of, some of the pictures there. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Most of it's photo etch. Like I said, it would drive me nuts, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, that looks very pretty for the ship guys. So another one to check out from our friends at 3D Models. Okay, last but not least, before we get to Scalemates, Infinity Models, they are now announcing out of the Czech Republic, they have access to what they call accessory packs. Um, so they've got one for the Helldiver and two different vampires. So it's basically, it's like, it's like the Edward big sets, big Ed sets. Um, you know, the difference is, is you've also got multimedia. So for example, for the DH Vampire Mark V, 132nd, it's basically a bunch of sets they've already made, but you get it all together and get a deal. So they've got the photo etch detail set, the Mark V wheels, landing flaps and air brakes, 250-pound bombs, RP3 rockets, and the nose weight. Um, and this is a mix of both photo etch and, uh, and 3D printed stuff. And looks like some resin too, possibly. Um, so yeah, these look nice. Um, again, if you're into these bigger scales, uh, 85 euros for the Hellcats. Are they offering these as? It looks like they're offering these as full kits too, with the boat. With, so yeah, I'm just yeah the with all the stuff here. in it, yeah. kind of Edward style. Yeah, yeah, they did the presentation showing some of it at the E Day. Um, Thirty second scale stuff mostly. Yep, or if not exclusively. Yeah, this is all the like they've got a Val coming up. Yep, clear Kate. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, the stenciling on that. Wow. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it's it's a lot. It yeah. really is, including new clear bits, which yeah. oh, here we go. Further down to scroll down, we have the valve, they have the valve progress. Know. Yeah. Uh, oh no, it looks like it might be. Hang on, infinity news. D three A Val one thirty seconds. Hang on, let me see if I can let me see if I can check the there's a link in the chat there, Terry. That's the product page. It'll be a 30-second scale. Who's Short this? run technology. Huh. Oh, this looks very nice. If you like the Val, Terry. Look at the motor on that. Oh, man. Yeah, but it looks like... Well, I mean, it, it's, it may be ahead, so... Here we go. They take, they take Visa and MasterCard, just saying. Yeah, it's it definitely nice. something to keep an eye on. The Helldiver, yeah. too, a 30-second scale Helldiver would be the cool, too. The <laughs> stuff has always had fairly good good reviews, if I recall. Um, so, yeah, definitely, definitely give, 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 give that a whirl. All righty. Let's go on to our friends at Scalemates. Let's see if I put the link right this time. Uh, let's see here. What's new at Scalemates? Did I include the part where I check off full kits? I did. Let's see what they got. So this is again as of as of today, Tuesday the first. A company called Phantom Models has a bunch of ships, HMS stuff, one three hundredth. That's an unusual scale. Huh. HMS Suffolk, Malaya, Good Hope. Hey. Hmm, interesting. I've never heard of the company. And the Suffolk is one two hundred. Yeah, it looks like they're out of the Czech Republic, I believe. Malaya. From what I can see there. Interesting scale choices, I guess. Or, or no, actually, they're Hungarian. Looks like. Nope, Polish. My apologies. They are, yeah, interesting, interesting choice of scales. All right, well, that's interesting for them. And then if we go back here, what else? 
135th zookeeper and baby gorilla set zookeepers and lion set tourists and giraffe tourist and giraffe so All can from we, can Kyoto. We ha- can we have the lions eating this taurus, maybe? Yeah. Let's see what else. Uh, a lot more Gundam stuff, of course. Leagues of Voltron Game Workshop. Uh, a company called Seed Hobby 1700, two cruisers, a rapid anti-submarine net layer. The Prince Eugen, as I mentioned. Oh, yeah, Vespid. They released the Centurion Tank. Uh, from the Royal Australian Armored Corps, the Vietnam War version. In 72nd, mm-hmm. small scale. Here's guys. a nice Piper, P, whoops, sorry, Piper PA-20 Pacer from VFR in 72nd. Yep. Yeah, all sorts of neat little things. I think we've huh. covered off the rest. The, oh, the twin Mischusmet, the the twin 109, the Z-Wing, 109Z1. Yeah. Not a lot of new releases, but enough. There's always a bunch of stuff in yeah. here, though. Yeah, 1-300. It's an interesting scale, though. Oh, sorry. They do have one one two hundredth. My apologies. Yeah, they there's a couple of two hundredth scale. Good Hope and one two hundredth and HMS Malaya. So subjects maybe the other manufacturers haven't done. Armored Cruiser Drake Crass. Drake Class. So, yeah, so that might be some excitement. Again, these companies don't do it unless they think they're going to, you know, make some money off of it. They got to keep going. So, alrighty, alrighty. So that is what's new at Scalemates. Let's have a quick pause for our good friend at Sean from Sean's Custom Model Tools. Now we're going to talk a bit about Sean's Custom Model Tools, one of our other sponsors of the Scale Model Podcast. Some very cool things, both 3D printed and the Goodman Super Sanding Blocks. Let's start with the Microset and Microsole Decal Set Bottle Stand. This is. Uh, purposely designed for the microscale set and sole. Uh, most modelers over the years, they've tipped these bottles over. So uh, this is a very handy thing. At $14.95, you can uh, put them both together. They're printed in blue and red for easy identification. Comes with a black base, and they actually have little magnets on it, so it helps keep them in place. Definitely a good deal. I use mine all the time, and I can well recommend them. Let's talk a bit about those Goodman Model Super Sanding Blocks, namely the Value Pack Combo for $28.99. You get the 80 grit, 180 grit, 220, 320, 400, and 600. Uh, just an amazing set, uh, just what you need. And you can also, uh, if you want, you can also get a, a sanding Super Sanding Block stand for it which also uh, really makes life a little bit easier, helps helps things keep it organized. The other thing too is they have, they have the awesome model tape dispenser for uh, your various tapes. It's basically a 3D printed thing. You put spools of your tapes, it's got a little razor blade to help uh, cut it and it's a uh, really, really good design. Uh, so yeah, works out really well and yours for $19.95. So check out these and other amazing deals at SeansCustomModelTools.com and uh, also on Facebook and tell them that the Scale Model Podcast sent you. Okay, what's on the bench this week? I haven't had a ton of time again. What else is new? Life is getting in the way, but on the Arma 72nd scale tropical hurricane, um, as I said, I decided to do an all aluminum paint scheme for the Australian Air Force in uh, mid 45. So I've got that on. I used um, the Tamiya aluminum and then I used the Baleo aluminum to simulate, sorry, the Tamiya aluminum simulated the dope, aluminum dope, Mm -hmm. and the uh, Vallejo uh, aluminum simulated the rest of it. And I thought the, the it's a bit more subtle than I thought of. Like I thought the color difference when I first tested looked a bit more separate, but it's, it's, it's actually quite nice on close. It's tough to see on pictures. It looks like it's all one color, but there is. Um, I've got all these, so I've got that done. Um, that's ready for a gloss coat. And then I'm uh, painted all the sub-assemblies, you know, landing gear legs and all that, gear doors and all that, and the and the canopy. Still have to do the front canopy. I think I'm not going to mass a lot. I think I'm going to use one of those awesome brushes you gave myself and Jeff at mm-hmm. uh, Heritage Con, and I'll just hand paint the front of the, the front screen for the canopy. It's a fairly simple thing there. Um, and then, yeah, it's just a matter of uh, getting the decals on and then all those little little fine bits 
to put on. It's a little jewel of a kit, though. So I'm told. Yeah. And everything I've seen shows they're really nailing it. They are. And now, again, I just wish they're saying now they're 48 scale hurricanes coming out in early 2023. You know, I have to keep bugging them. They haven't put a restraining order on me yet. So that's probably <laughs> a good sign. All right. What about you, my friend? I've had some time here and there to do a little bit of work on uh, mostly on the Cavalier Mustang. Mm-hmm. Um, painting's going pretty well on that. Saturday morning, I was waiting for um, a service appointment for the house that mm-hmm. the guy never came. Nah. Um, <laughs> but um, I thought, okay, well, if I'm hanging around here, I, I broke out the, uh, the software for the silhouettes and I made my stripes of the right size because it has in scale, it's five millimeters wow. is that triple stripe. Wow. Uh, so <laughs> that means that the light blue stripes are a half a millimeter, <sighs> but no problem. I cut it out on the vinyl, yep. um, the removable vinyl, uh, masked it all up and got painting and got in, in two days. It was done. Yeah, it looks good. So, uh, and that's a couple of coats, two coats on the light blue and three coats on the dark blue. Mm-hmm. But um, I took pictures in progress. I hope people can see how I did that. Yeah. It looks really um, essentially good. Essentially put the five millimeter stripe down first and then put guide, use that as a guide for your, for your masks and mm. then mask inside the stripes. Um, yeah. Pretty awesome. One of the things I, I always say is make sure you don't drink too much, too much coffee before you start laying those masks down. You do well, not want the yeah, I was drinking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I know I did that. I, I hand masked the canopy for the hurricane. I just used little thin strips of Tamiya tape. Yeah, and, uh, did that and then put the knife across because it's a fairly simple scheme. And yeah, you're being very careful. I'm glad I only had one coffee that morning. <laughs> well, what's nice about this vinyl is, A, I cut more pieces than I, I need in case yeah. I need to do more. Um, and it's straight at that yeah. point. So the yeah. five millimeter, it's it's tough to make it curve or anything. So that, right. that works out really well. Awesome. Um, I want to get a silhouette sometime. That's definitely on my list one day. Yeah, well, if you need something cut, let me know. Yeah, I'll let you know. I'll I'm let sure you there's know. guys up there with it, too. Oh, there's patterns, I'm sure. Yeah, for between doing masking for insignia and masking for canopies, because, of course, I torture myself by doing a lot of World War II subjects with the greenhouses. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I've got cool. a few sheets of Tamiya tape as sheets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, which depending on what I need, and this the vinyl is going to be better because it is more rigid. It's yeah, still very so. thin, but it's more rigid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To me, a tape you can do a lot more stuff with. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I had to order it. I had to order it from Japan, so oh, dear. I ordered a bunch of it because <laughs> shipping was going to be at least as much as the. <laughs> they as flew the it over. They flew it over first class. Gave it its own seat. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, it is yep. something though. It's it's yeah, a lot of fun to have. I can, I can imagine. I've got I've got some of the wider tape. I've got like the maybe an inch and a half wide roll of the Tamiya tape. The really mm-hmm. wide stuff. I don't remember where I got it, but it's handy sometimes for. Yeah, and you can some... get um, at the hardware store. It's is it one of the Gorilla Glue brands or something yes. that is essentially the same thing. Yeah, I think you're right. I did hear that somewhere. I've been yeah. using it as its mask to mask off the rest of the plane, and right. it works well. It doesn't leave a residue or anything. Very it is nice. essentially the same kind of tape. Very nice. Yeah, exactly. Well, I said I'm going to be doing a lot of RAF subjects or Commonwealth subjects with camouflage, so I'll be doing a, a lot of masking. And then also, you have your annual Christmas tradition. My annual Christmas birds. Yep. Yeah. It's always a decision as to what I'm going to make. So that decision was made. And two weekends ago when I would have been in Cincinnati, but wasn't, um, I spent Saturday out in the garage uh, cutting wood and sanding it and then getting it primed. And now they're all primed and I'm ready to start masking and painting and all that. Awesome. And regular listeners of this podcast know we won't be showing the pictures until uh, they've been received by the recipients, particularly your mother. Particularly my mother. Yep. Yes. Oh, actually, maybe even more particularly Karen, because she will post pictures of it almost immediately online. Oh, okay. So we'll have to. And my mom is likely to see that. Yeah. So we better not. <laughs> yeah. Great. All right. Well, you'll have to remind Karen not not to do that. Yeah. Uh, at least try. I know it's a, might be a losing battle there, but no, no, no I just won't. 
I just won't post pictures. Post pictures of it. There you go. No, yeah. I think it's going to be awesome. I loved what you did in previous times. So we'll look yeah. forward forward to that. So you'll have to wait until closer to Christmas time to do that. All right. I'll take pictures in progress, but I just won't yeah, share them. Anymore. Just won't share them yet. Exactly. He doesn't even share them with Jeff and I, folks. Just so you know, nope. it's a major secret. That's fine. Okay, moving on to lots of things we've seen this week. I was I don't remember which it was on one of my uh, Facebook groups, but this guy has a Facebook channel or a YouTube can- channel called Aircraft Explained UK Aircraft Explored. Sorry. I'll have to change. I think I have explained there. Um, he goes in depth big time. So everything from, you know, behind the scenes of like the Lancaster, the bomb site, the ground crew tests, what they had to do, the instrument panels, you know, fully going through it. He even, even goes as far as doing engine start sequences, like for the Spitfire, the Mark V, the Mosquito. Um, it's fascinating on how different you know, different ones would have been different marks of yeah. uh, the Spitfire. That it is quite, it is an awesome. You know, you want to you want to kill a few hours. You know, check out this site here. He does an absolutely fabulous job. And again, if you're if you want to see some detail shots, and again, oftentimes these are rebuilt or the replica ones, but you can kind of see how they had to start start them. Very cool, very cool indeed. Um, next up, speaking it's inside of, the Halifax, inside the how I know, like how often do you see that? You know, it's, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I've got a Halifax from the uh, Goodwill stash at some point. It's going to get built, mm. but I have a B24 first. I did manage to, Jeff and I did a trade for a B24 because I'm going to be building one for my wife's grandfather. He was killed in a crash in one in Gander. So that's a pro that's a big project for next year. Uh, but we'll talk about that more, more, more bit later on. Okay, those of you who are sci-fi, a lot of our Wonderfest listeners, most, some of you may know about this, but Prop Store Auctions has some more movie props up. Um, our good buddy, your friend and mine, Adam Savage from Mythbusters, he got to check out the Aliens dropship, the filming model. Um, that's a great YouTube video as he goes over that. But if you go to the catalog, the auction starts on uh looks like on thursday so hopefully by the time we still uh this is released you'll still be able to view the catalog but there is some cool stuff here uh so for example let's just start lot number one 2001 discovery plot a concept model uh they estimated this is all in british pounds by the way they estimate it's going to go between 15 and 25,000. starting bid of 7500 already um aliens Brett Herodine Stanton's Nostromo hat. It's already got a current bid of ten thousand pound. Um, and then this is the one that uh, Adam saw the, and this is the one I would want: the Bug Stomper, smartass dropship model miniature. This is a huge filming model, and the detail on this, like they go through, and you can see the rivets. Like they really, even though you wouldn't have seen it during shooting. So um, they estimate between a hundred thousand and a hundred and fifty thousand. It's already got an opening bid of 100,000. So I have a feeling that's going to go quite, quite high if I was a betting man. Uh, a lot of costumes, aliens costumes, aliens weaponry, adjustment bureau stuff. Again, you may have to bring some spare change. No kidding. Yeah, some of these are expensive. Yeah, there's a lot here. There's a lot of very cool stuff. From Armageddon, the light up armadillo model miniature, Ash versus Evil Dead. The 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 Necromicon, uh, oh, no. the Kandorian Dagger. It's already got two bids. Oh, there's a reserve. Uh, Twenty five hundred. The absentee, but they estimate between four and thousand. How about Doctor Evil's chair from Austin <laughs> Power? Oh, the glasses. How about his? You know, the spy who shagged me. Gold member. Yeah, just a lot of stuff. Stuff from Avengers. Um, oh, how about the Back to the Future California DeLorean license plate? How did time license plate? Already a couple of bids there. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to drool at here. Um, I'm pretty sure most of your movies, you'll probably you'll probably find something. Ooh, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman cowl. As a young man, I, I was very much, I very much was attracted to Michelle Pfeiffer in that Catwoman costume. Ooh, big trouble in little, little China. Jack Burton's Kurt Russell's dagger. You've seen that movie, right? That is a oh, great yeah. movie. I think they've got it back on again on Netflix. Um, yeah. So anyway, 
check out the check out Adam's uh, v- v- video, and then also check out some of the auction lots. And you know, if you feel like bidding or something, and you then feel like making a donation to the podcast, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna say no. You know, I'm just I'm just saying. So anyway, yeah, it's 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 crazy. All this pages. stuff is going up for sale. Yeah, Xena, Xena Warrior Princess stuff, cast photographs. Yeah, I, I, again, pour yourself a good drink and just have some fun because you'll 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 be reminded about some of these stuff from the X Files. Again, I just want the dropship. The detailing on that is, you know, well worth watching the video, the detailing of the weathering they did. Um, but it's funny, you know, some of the things they talk about, like the old lights they had to use. So it would have been the engine lights were very hot. So they only could have them on for so long because it was before LEDs came out. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Definitely. When I say drool worthy. Yeah, it's kind of drool, drool worthy. Very, very cool. A lot of different props here. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> lots of drool-worthy stuff there. Check that out. All right, what about you, sir? I had a couple of things here. Yeah. Um, remember Vince Hoffman's uh, Chris Craft runabout? Mm-hmm. It's moving along very well. Mm-hmm. He's uh, starting to get the interior bits in there, and then he'll um, get all the electronics, and he thinks within a month it'll be on the water, gorgeous. zipping around. Absolutely, and it's, it's yeah. just gorgeous. Yeah, it is. Absolutely gorgeous. He's got a couple of videos on the uh, on the Facebook page uh, showing the gear, showing the throttle, how, yes. can, how that works. The throttle just, will be the power switch. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Just gorgeous. Absolutely <laughs> gorgeous. Yep. Good for you, Vince. Okay. What else do you got? And the other is the Yokohama Model Club Joint Exhibition. There, yes. If you are a Space Battleship Yamato fan, yeah, open this up. And yeah. just start drooling. Yeah. A couple it, of Star there's Wars just, just too amazing. many good things here to look at. And monster sizes. Uh, you know, it. I, it's kind of tough to tell the scale. I don't know if a lot of these are like the thousandth or some of them are mecha yeah. collies making some of the other ones big. There might be a big resin. There's, a, there's an Andromeda there that looks massive. Mm. It might just be some resin kit or 3D printed or something. Yeah. I I honestly can't tell. The space carrier is pretty nice with the oh, the carrier is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. And some so, of those are mods. They're they're not they're they start out as one kit, you know. And they modify, yeah. Just, yeah, just absolutely gorgeous. You know, like a whole ship of fleet of the line. Looks like some other sci-fi subjects too, but yeah, yeah there's some other stuff nice. in there too. Yeah, just gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. How can you go wrong with that? I wish we could get these more easily in North America, some of these kits. Uh, they're readily available. I, well, I don't know about I the huge them. resin yeah. ones, but... Yeah, they're tough. You have um, to do mail order. The local shops sadly don't. The Bandai uh, stuff, uh, you go over to our sponsors, Cult TVs. Yeah, that's true. He sells them. I've I bought a couple things from him with Wonderfest. Yeah. Um, I, just yeah I think another these, excuse to go to Wonderfest. Yeah, I think these smaller ones are the Mecha Collie, the small scale right. stuff. Okay. The ones on the other side look like they're a thousandth. That big Andromeda, though, I'm not sure. No, you think it might be a custom job? Uh, or it's one of the older kits, maybe, that's been modified? It's huge. I honestly don't know. It looks absolutely it's huge big. compared to some of the stuff beside it, yeah. It could be a 500th scale. Did they do wow. one? No idea, but it's it's a monster. Yeah. You know, you're definitely you're, you're definitely wanting to reserve the mantelpiece for that one. Oh, wait, that's not an Andromeda. No? No, 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 that's not. What do you think it's it is? It's one of the battleships it's one of the dreadnoughts okay all right interesting so that almost certainly is someone's 3d print or Uh, resin a lot of resin a lot of 3d printing there but yeah Yeah. pretty pretty awesome looking so yeah and that was just a couple a couple of days ago on the weekend uh yep yeah it's japanese shows you know what i'm just looking at the group um i just clicked on the group and one of the posts yesterday is uh someone visited the bandai museum my main attraction was, of course, the 1-400th Nehi Agaman and R. Kalaman, which yeah, is no, from the GFT. Those look gorgeous. Yeah, this looks, this looks like a nice group yeah. to check out. Yeah, all the big, 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 big Gundam stuff. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh, yeah, you just look through there. I'm going to have to join this site. Yeah. Just so I see this. So, yeah, because on October 11th, there's a guy here saying, after one year collecting the parts, the 1350th hatchet made die cast version Andromeda is complete. Over five Ah. kilograms and weighed over 130 centimeters long. Indeed, it's tough when you bring it back home, but the illumination is wonderful. Hatchet. All right. Let me join. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we have to join this group. Like, there you go. <laughs> He's got it in his hallway. Yeah. It's huge. <laughs> Where else are you going to put it? <laughs> I hope his wife that's agrees. Awesome. Yeah, that's it's actually really nice. He's got a video of it too, further down. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's someone made up. Yep. Nostra- yep. Is that an Nostromo? No, Sword of Persuasion from, um, oh, God. See, there's sci-fi fans screaming at me now. Uh, Was it one of the one of the games? Maybe or the anime. No, I can't find it now. Someone's going to scream at me, but that's fine. Let me know what it is, folks. It looks like Nostromo, but it's not. It could be Halo. It could be um, any number. It's that sort of style. So it's the. The English name of the page is Spacecraft Runway. Yeah. I will copy the All link. Right. Thank you, Throw sir. it in the notes. All righty. That's good. All righty. Well, I think we're just about done. Is there anything else you feel we need to add? Um, other, no, I don't think no? so. Okay. Other, um, than, other than we'll have to, I'll have to wind up Jeff at our build night, see what I can find for him to buy. Yes. That's fine. Yeah, no, we do our Wednesday build night with the club. So, all right. So we also are sponsored by our good friends at Return to Kit Form. Don't forget to check out their store and their Facebook page. He's been doing a lot of neat things. He's doing he's doing that 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 rework of that tomahawk and all resin. And he's been posting some uh, he's been posting some pictures on his Facebook page. So definitely, uh, that's Brett. Definitely check that out. Of course, your source for canopy mass for your Valkyrie. All things Macross, and of course, um, the uh, Moscato Hobby models outside of North America. Yeah, this is what it is. He's working on the Thomas Hawk 172nd scale resin kit as a pre-order, and he's also looking at a 172nd Dean Fender Destroid as a pre-order. So <laughs> definitely worth checking out if you're if yep. you're into Macross. So there you go. All right. So, uh, as always, for more modeling podcast goodness, check out modelpodcast.com. Uh, we keep adding the odd podcast there. I think we're up to 12 now in there. 12 they, they, they're they proliferating. I know. We're no they're, longer special. I know. Well, we're still special. We're just, you know, we're just <laughs> a club of 12 now. Um, we have a Facebook page, YouTube channel, of course, and, of course, our very own website where you get the most awesome show notes of any of the podcast if i may be so bold uh scale um, scale model podcast.com so for episode 104 of the scale model podcast my name is Stuart clark and i'm terry measley reminding you to talk about jeff when he's not here awesome see isn't that great thank you and be well <laughs>